Today we gather to do the most unepiscopal of things in the most episcopal way. We have an altar call. This is the only day of the year when the congregation is invited to come up to the altar not once, but twice. First we come to receive our ashes, then we come back to receive communion. Now that probably doesn't feel much like the kind of altar call we associate with other traditions where preachers like to lay on pretty thick that message of sin and guilt and shame, so much so that after sitting in agony for a while, you've got no choice but to come forward and give your life back to Christ. But if you really think about it, isn't that in a way what we do today? First, we are reminded of our mortality, of our brokenness, and then we are beckoned to come forward and receive God's mercy. We just don't do it with all that yelling and crying and fussing. Some of us love Ash Wednesday and the 40 days of Lent, but others of us feel beaten up by them. I wonder why. I suspect that part of the reason I love Lent so much is that somewhere deep down I know that every once in a while I need to be knocked off my high horse. I have the privilege of riding through this world mostly immune from the struggles and hardships and discriminations that so many other people feel. Lots of people around us have nothing but shame upon shame heaped upon their heads. They're the ones who are ostracized by religious types, even by family and friends who say things to them like, I don't approve of the life you're living. And your mother and I have decided we're not going to talk to you again until you repent and return to the Lord. Others around us just seem to get the short straw in life over and over again, and they wonder why bad things keep happening to them. None of those people need the church to set aside a day, let alone an entire liturgical season to be reminded of their brokenness. They live it every day. The others of us, though, we need that reminder. We need a little help encountering our limitations and our moral failings because to us, the world presents a different kind of trap. We become so accustomed to being treated as if all of our ducks are in a row that we begin to worry that if the truth ever got out, we would fall apart. We begin to believe that we are only loved because we deserve that love, and that is a dangerous lie to build our lives upon. Ash Wednesday, though, offers us a safe, though admittedly not so small, dose of humanity's universal brokenness. And because I know we're not just talking about me, I can find a home in this strange thing we do today. Ash Wednesday reminds us that it's okay to be imperfect because God loves us anyway. I just wish the church did a better job of presenting that same message of hopefulness to those for whom the litany of penitence will be an all too familiar recitation 
of their shortcomings, their hardships, their brokenness. What would Ash Wednesday be like if we paid as much attention to lifting up those who are bent over under the weight of their guilt as we do to setting aside that day when the high and mighty get a glimpse of their own brokenness? Don't we all need both of those things? Isn't that what Ash Wednesday is supposed to be about? As Christians, don't we believe that all people are both totally sinful and totally loved? Isn't that where we find our greatest hope? That we can be honest about ourselves and still believe that God loves us anyway. This liturgy, when it is done right, embodies both of those truths which ordinarily don't inhabit the same person, the same thought, the same moment. We come first to the altar to remember our mortality, that we are dust, that we are fragile, and that there's nothing we can do to prevent our inevitable return to the earth from which we came. But then we come back, even though we are dust, to remember that we are redeemed, that God loves us enough to die for us, not because we deserve it, but precisely because we don't. We encounter both of those truths today, our emptiness and God's love which fills us off, our brokenness and God's mercy which heals us, our lostness and God's persistence which always comes and finds us. I wonder what you need to hear most from God today. If everyone keeps telling you that your life must be wonderful because you seem to have everything figured out, then come up to the altar and let God say to you that it's okay if things aren't the way they seem. Because God loves you even though you're not perfect. And if you've heard nothing but a litany of struggle and rejection and failure from the world, then come up and hear something else. Hear God say that you are made in God's image, that you are loved just the way you are, and that God has already redeemed you. Because of Jesus, both of those things are true. Because of Jesus, this is where we find our hope and our ability to be our honest selves before the one who loves us just the way we are. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you.